It's likely not a coincidence that you're here looking for effective information about the low-carb or ketogenic lifestyles or a carnivorous lifestyle. Are you looking for trustworthy information on healthy nutrition, weight loss, general health questions, balancing your hormones, or living a longer, fuller, or more abundant life? Even men and women at the peak of health find themselves wondering if there's more to life beyond the mirror, the scale, the stress test, the colonoscopy, or the lab test. Whether you're looking for more meaning in your life, increasing your confidence, your ability to make a bigger impact, improving healthy relationships, improving your wealth, experiencing deeper and more meaningful love, or even creating a powerful lasting legacy. Find out how amazing your life can be on this episode of Doc Talk with Dr. Adam Nelly. Listen and learn as we take complex health topics and make them clear, understandable, and applicable to your life. My desire is that you find the answers to the burning questions you have, answers that will get you back on track, improve your health, and let you be who you were meant to be. Whatever your reason, thank you for being here. I'm so glad you're joining me today. If you have a question that you'd like discussed on Doc Talk, I'd love to answer it. I cannot give individual advice or recommendations, but we can answer the question in an educational format and give you some tools to make educated decisions about your health. If you have a question, email it to questions at docmuscles.com. Again, that's questions at docmuscles.com, D-O-C-M-U-S-C-L-E-S.com. If you're interested in more personal instruction and information on any of the topics discussed here, go to docmuscles.com forward slash membership to learn more and sign up to be a part of my health and coaching services. It only takes a couple of minutes to learn more about your health. Again, that's docmuscles.com forward slash membership. Enjoy the episode of Doc Talk with me, Dr. Adam Nelly. Welcome to episode two. I'm Dr. Nelly and we're going to talk about cowboys and lectins today. Um, I find that as I share things with patients... Uh, that they often beat themselves up over dietary or lifestyle decisions that they made, or actually un- unknowingly made. Um, my thought as we start this podcast and enter the holiday season is this. You cannot fully appreciate the little details of your life if you're not fully present. Being mentally stuck in the past leads to anger and despair. Being mentally stuck in the future leads to anxiety, fear, and worry. You must be fully present to find happiness in the details of life. So don't beat yourself up for things you didn't know about and uh, just learn from it and move forward. So I'm going to start the podcast uh, today with a question from Amanda. She actually had a number of questions. I'm going to pull one of of them out of her email email. And she said, how do I know which one, which one is best keto or carnivore? Are there things I need to consider? And as I thought about this question, um, a, uh, a little, uh, an old poem came to mind and I thought I'd share it with you. Um, Cowboys and vegetarians or vegans don't necessarily always see eye to eye. You probably understand this. I, I consider myself a, a cowboy. Um, I've got horses and, and enjoy riding them and have had them for quite a while and live on a, a small little ranch. Um, interestingly enough, research recent research implies that plants actually have feelings. And there's some argument about this and it's controversial. Uh, and whether you believe this or not, I thought I'd share a few thoughts on this as we enter this holiday season um, and our vegetarian and vegan friends begin to heckle us for our dietary choices. As a cowboy at heart, I agree with the conclusion of the author Chansey Meyer who, of uh, Plant Minds, a philosophical defense, who, which was written in 2017, where he said that, quote, philosophy of mind and cognitive science have held as thoughtless dogma the idea that mind or ability to respond to thought has nothing to do with life, as if it is just an inexplicable an uninteresting accident that only living things have minds. It's on page 127. I'm inclined to agree that cognitive science has paid insufficient attention to the fact that brains are built out of cells, which are adaptive systems in their own right. But 
it is no less important to recognize that the fully conscious capacities of autobiographical memory, explicit decision-making, painful experience, and so forth, depend on living cells, cells being organized in specific ways. Now, Hamilton and McBriar argue in 2020 that plants don't actually have minds enough to argue for ethics and morality. Uh, a few studies within the last five years uh, have actually demonstrated that plants do have what are called, quote, proto-minds and can respond to sound like the sound is, uh, responds to sounds like caterpillars eating their leaves and possibly experience pain. Uh, yes, it's possible that plants can feel pain. In fact, the University of Murica in Spain has a minimal intelligence lab and is the first lab in the world to study the ecological uh, and philosophical basis of plant intelligence. I'll put the the uh, the references in the in the research notes below. Um, in thinking about this and and, and Amanda's question, um, there is some traditional cowboy poetry uh, that is uh, either traditional or somewhat on the lunatic fringe. And I'll let you decide as you prepare your meal today. Um, the research I just mentioned in the show notes is apparently the inspiration for a Baxter Black's poem entitled Vegetarian Nightmare. Um, he also says that this could be called a dissertation, dissertation on plant rights, uh, and a few might call it broccoli power. Um, so buckle up, here we go. Ladies and diners, I make you a shameful degrading confession, a deed of disgrace in the name of good taste. Though I did it, I meant no aggression. I planted a garden last April and lovingly sang it a ballad. But later in June, beneath the full moon, forgive me, I wanted a salad. So I slipped out and fondled a carrot, caressing its feathery top. By the force of a brute, I tore out the root, and it whimpered, and came with a pop. Then laying my hand on a radish, I jerked, and it left a small crater. And with the blade of my true value spade, I exhumed a slumbering tater. The celery I plucked, I twisted a squash. The tomatoes were wincing in fear. I choked the romaine. It screamed out in pain. Their anguish was filling my ears. I finally came to the lettuce as it cringed at the top of the row. With one wick wicked slice, I beheaded it twice. As it writhed, I dealt a death blow. I butchered the onions and parsley, and my hoe was all covered in gore. I chopped and I whacked without looking back. Then I stealthily slipped in the door. My bounty lay naked and dying, so I drowned them to snuff out their life. I sliced and I peeled as they thrashed and they reeled on the cutting board under my knife. I violated tomatoes so their innards could never survive. I grated and ground till they made not a sound. Then I boiled the tater alive. And then I took all the small broken pieces I had tortured and killed with my hands, and I tossed them together, heedless of weather. They suffered and made their demands. I ate them. Forgive me, I'm sorry. But hear me. Though I'm a beginner, those plants feel pain. It's hard to explain to someone who eats them for dinner. I intend to begin a crusade for plants' rights, including chickpeas. And the ACLU will be helping me, too. In the meantime, please pass the blue cheese. 
I hope you enjoyed that. So as you consider whether you're going to do keto or carnivore or you're going to include any kind of starch or carbohydrate in your diet, um, I want to ask you a question. Uh, is your stomach bloating for no reason uh, when you're on a ketogenic diet or if you're using any kind of s starches? Um, it may be lectins that are the culprit here. Um, lectins are essentially proteins that, that plants use as protective mechanisms to keep things from eating them. That's essentially what they're there for. Um, they're found in lots of foods and they sneak into your diet uh, fairly easily. Um, things like uh, beans, lentils, peanuts, potatoes, peppers, eggplant, tomatoes, zucchini, whole grains, oats, corn, even some fruits contain lectins. The highest containing lectin plants are raw kidney beans, peanuts, whole grains, raw soybeans, and raw potatoes. So when you cheat on your french fries, you may be getting bloated because of your fries. Raw kidney beans have an incredibly high level of phytohemagglutinin if they're not cooked. When you cook them, it actually reduces it, but, but they're present. And so if you get any undercooked uh, part of that kidney bean, you're going to get lectins, and that may cause the bloating and some of the uh, gastrointestinal gymnastics that you might feel from, from some of those foods. Uh, peanuts are not actually a nut. They're a, 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 they're a form of a legume. Um, and like kidney beans, they contain lectins. Peanut lectins can be de de detected in the blood uh, even after eating them uh, or after eating them in large amounts. While no studies have actually determined whether this is healthy or not, we're gonna, I'm going to tell you about some information that plays a significant role in some disease process. The, the lectin is absorbed by the body and there's notable bloating after eating peanuts or peanut butter. Whole grains, raw wheat and other whole grains are high in lectins. Raw wheat germ, which is often sold as a source of fiber or used in fiber in making even, I've seen it in some ketogenic products, it can contain as much as 300 micrograms of wheat lectin uh, per gram. And if you're trying to avoid them, uh, don't eat whole grains. Uh, generally, on a low-carb or ketogenic diet, you should be avoiding grains altogether. Uh, raw soybeans, most of us aren't eating soy anymore, but unlike so, uh, some other legumes, they're often eaten toasted or roasted. The dry heat does not appear to be as effective at breaking down the lectin uh, as, it, as boiling does. Uh, so be cautious when you're eating any kind of a toasted or uh, raw soybean if you're trying to avoid the lectin. Soy lecithin, which is used in a lot of products, I've seen it in, in a number of ketogenic products, is often used in preparing uh, low-carb foods or, or some of the bars or cookies, things of that nature. It can contain lectins and can cause notable amount of inflammation. I found that lectin actually stimulates uh, eczema in a number of my patients. So you gotta be cautious of that, and it's usually the lectin causing the infl inflammation. Raw potatoes, um, which is essentially a the potato's part of a nightshade, uh, it also contains lectins, and in particular, the skin appears to be high in these lectins that can affect your health and cause bloating and, and uh, stomach irritation. They essentially, the lectin is, is used by the plant to keep insects and other animals away. The most notable effect uh, is when they're eaten raw. You can see this in salads and things of that nature. So if you're having your leafy green salad with your ketogenic meal, this might be a reason to, to shift to a more carnivorous type if you're getting GI upset with your salad. Lectins can bind to the cell lining within the gut and leave small tracks which cause inflammation uh, and they can permeate into the, into the uh, bloodstream. Uh, this is often one of those causes of leaky gut and causes the unnecessary inflammation and histamine release that could, can, can cause part of that problem. Lectins are capable of binding to the insulin receptors in our cells and imitating insulin. In fact, uh, the, the lectins can actually be more potent than the actual insulin molecule itself in regards to the insulin stimulus. 
when they were administered in studies, it actually slowed the fat burning uh, process in many people when the lectins were present. So be aware of that. What's even more concerning is that these, quote, wonderful lectins, unquote, have the ability to ascend uh, through the, the vagus nerve into the brain and have the potential to trigger hormonal responses, potentially inducing uh, psychological disorders such as Parkinson's disease, which is one of the um, th- uh, one of the theories as to the driver, driving process behind Parkinson's development is lectin stimula- stimulus. Uh, that was uh, published in the Frontiers of Nutrition in 2016. Um, this means that lectins have the capacity to get into the brain, destroy the neural connections, and affect the neuroplasticity capacities of the brain that can alter the function, leading to brain degeneration and inflammation. Removing lectins, therefore, from your diet can be key in eradicating migraines, Parkinsonian-like symptoms, tremor, and other mental disorders, uh, or even autoimmune disorders. And I've seen this happen in patients where we've eliminated the lectins. And we see improvement in their migraines and their tremor. So something to consider heavily uh, in that regard. One of the things you may consider then in knowing this about lectins is try eliminating tomatoes, tomato paste, tomatoes, uh, tomato uh, sauces that you may be cooking with, zucchini, uh, and even forms of corn or fruit from your diet to see if it helps with your GI symptoms as uh, those are all potential problematic uh, foods that may be driving your your abdominal swelling or inflammation. And because these lectins have an insulin response, it's likely these can be triggering cravings one to two hours after you ingest them because of that significant insulin response or mimicking effect of insulin that these lectins have on the GI system and on the brain. So let me close this uh, episode number two with uh, five recommendations on turning up your fat burning. Um, There are essentially five hormones that play a big role in, in allowing you to burn fat more efficiently. The first one is glucagon. Uh, you, your glucagon starts to rise when your glucose level drops lower than 70. Uh, your blood, blood your blood sugar drops lower than 70. Um, what drives that is a ketogenic lifestyle or a carnivorous lifestyle. As you increase your protein in the absence of carbohydrate and you're modulating fat and avoiding things like lactins that stimulate insulin, um, you'll actually see glucagon rise. The second hormone is is growth hormone. Now, growth hormone is driven most predominantly by exercise. So as you're exercising on a regular basis, you're going to increase that growth hormone. You're going to turn up the fat burning. Adequate sleep plays a big role here. Um, As you get adequate sleep, you're able to enhance your growth hormone production. Uh, Fasting does increase growth hormone production. But again, if you fast for too long a period of time and you're you're not... uh, fueling the body with protein, you're going to see that that problem rise. Um, Interestingly enough, um, in 1991, Moeller and and colleagues demonstrated that as you increase your protein above 90 grams per day, you'll actually see improved growth hormone. Um, Two more hormones, epinephrine and norepinephrine, these are produced in the brain, uh, and they occur as glucose drops below 67, and exercise is what is the driver there. So if you're exercising regularly, you're doing, this is where the high-intensity exercise plays a role or your um, lifting weights to failure. Uh, it's that it's that pushing that muscle to fail where the blood sugar drops to less than 67 for transient periods of times that increases epinephrine and norepinephrine. That activates the fat cells that actually opens up opens them up so that fatty acids can be released. And then lastly, um, any the uh, the palmatil CoA and AMP d- d- sections of the of the mitochondria and the cells uh, through the stimulus of catecholamines, neuropeptide Y, adenosine, and prostaglandin, as well as nicotinic acid, all play a role in any anything that will increase that is going to also increase fat burning. Uh, we access those through medications like fentramine and <clears throat> some of the other medications that are out there uh, that drive that process. Again, 
this exercise is another one that's going to naturally raise those as well. So um, turning up fat burning, the big, key, the big key is lowering your carbs, increasing your protein, getting adequate exercise, adequate sleep, um, and just can't emphasize that enough. So uh, we'll close there. I uh, hope you guys have a great week. Keep up the great work, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.